0: Hello, this is Keith James, writer and host of Gus Biblowitz, Basketball Legend. If you like this show, you will love my new book, Greg Maxwell's Inferno, coming out August 10th, 2021 through Humorous Books in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Follow me or Humorous Books on Instagram or Twitter to get more updates on the book. I'll also be putting up chapter one on this feed, so keep your eyes peeled, my little bad boys. And as always, like, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends. Hello, uh, this is Keith James, narrator, author of Gus Biblowitz Basketball Legend. Um, this is episode three. Uh, when when Gus goes to meet his mother for Shabbat, uh, if if you like Gus Biblowitz Basketball Legend, please like us, subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Sorry. Still trying to figure out the lingo. Uh, and then we're also on Stitcher and and uh, and Spotify for all you Stitcher and Spotify heads. Um, or if you just want to go to the website, KeithJamesWrites.com, uh, that is a, another great place to hear this podcast. But uh, without further ado, episode three of Gus Biblowitz, Basketball Legend. It only takes me two bird scooters to get up the 15 to get past Miramar and into Rancho Bernardo. Lucky me. I took a detour to the Veterans Memorial so I could salute the fallen troops. Those are the real heroes. I'm just a multi-millionaire who can bounce a ball. Always been a huge military guy. I run a charity that raises money for the Department of Defense. Back in the day, I used to spend my summers training with Navy SEALs in Iraq during the Gulf War. I brought my own gun and fatigues. I compromised a lot of missions, but I got fucking ripped. Any way I can give back, I do. My mother lives in a gated community tucked away in the Rancho Bernardo Forest. I'm getting too old and fat to hop the gate, but I can't be responsible for a gate clicker. I slide my body under the gate like a sweaty little ship rat, sucking in my bones so I don't get wedged in. I walk my ass up a small hill. Feels like a mountain. I'm considering this my training for the day. By the time I make it up to my mother's house, she's outside waiting on the curb. She could hear me breathing and screaming from the gate, she says. Moms know their kids. My mom is old, 84. Dad is dead. Died peacefully. Had me do a big fish thing where I spring him out of the hospital and put him in a river. So, I guess he drowned. His choice, though. I had a twin, but eight months into the pregnancy, I ate him. (laughs) In college, I was... (laughs) I had a twin, but eight months into the pregnancy, I ate him. In college, I was having foot problems. They did an x-ray, and sure enough, one of his little bones (laughs) stuck around. (laughs) Uh, But what can you say? Life's a highway, man. But mom's still going strong. She, like, gets stronger with each day. I don't know. Hard to say this is normal, but I'm almost positive she can't die. She doesn't hug me. She grabs me by the ears and squeezes them hard. I made brisket. You love brisket. I don't. Not this brisket. She takes raw brisket meat, covers it in ketchup, microwaves it for eight minutes, and drops it on a plate. She serves it to you and preemptively says, "'Who cares?' We can go to a nice Jewish diner and figure this shit out, but she says this is her secret recipe. We got kugel, challah bread. Most of them are pretty salvageable. We light candles. I fumble through the prayers, my mother corrects me, and I eat in silence. Twenty minutes goes by. I'm on my third plate of brisket. I hate it, but I have no control once food is put in front of me. I'm a fucking mess. Corey is coming home from Israel tomorrow. I eat. He'll need a ride from the airport. I keep eating. He'll also need a place to stay that's close to the stadium. I'm homeless, Ma. He's your son, Gus. My son. Gifted with a six-eight frame and uses it to go on birthright and fall in love with some Israeli soldier. Can't be satisfied with two weeks of dry humping. Has to stay. Scholarship to UNC. Gone. Joins the Israeli army. 36 confirmed kills as a sniper. Marries the girl. Have two kids. Beautiful family. Life wasted. My fucking son. He can't come to my games. I gave all my tickets to Nick Cannon so I have no more tickets for him. He isn't there to watch. He's playing. What the fuck is this fucking shit? I say the same thing to my mother. I also blow out the Shabbat candles. God is fucking dead today. He was drafted this year by the Sonics in the second round. They thought he was going to stay in the army for a few more years, but now he wants to come home. Be close to family. So he's going to play. Why do I not know anything about my own team? This one feels like a stab in the back. Mellow is different, exciting even. Now I have to have a relationship with my son and his wife? I tell my mother, Look, I don't have time to fuck around with his wife and kids. I don't know. I can get them a tent or some newspapers to lay on the ground next to the stadium, but that's as much energy as I can put towards this. I got a lot of things going on right now, Ma. My mother gets sad in her face. It's just the kids. Greta died in combat. Okay, one less thing on my list. I finish my meal. I wash me and my mother's plates. My mother and I set up the table for mahjong. It's a tough game for two people, and I never really learned how to play. It's a game for people who refuse to be anything but difficult. My mother is constantly screaming at me that I'm not picking up the tiles right, that I'm putting down too many tiles, that I don't know the name of the pieces. She tells me to look at the sheet, and the sheet makes no goddamn sense. We do this for four hours, because if you play for any shorter amount of time, you're a bad person. Also, she's all alone. I mean, she still fucks, but when you get this old, the people you fuck die. Keep thinking about my son. Why would he do this to me? I got a good thing going. I'm the alpha. I'm in my city. I'm single. Now I got to share the spotlight with a younger, more cut version of myself? And I have to be a fucking grandfather? Are you kidding me? I couldn't even get pussy in the gas lamp as a limp dick grandfather. I take a breath. He's a second rounder. That practically means he's a glorified fan. If he plays, it'll be during commercial breaks with the other fans trying to win $6 to a local Jamba Juice. He's miles away from any spotlight. It's starting to get dark. I tell my mother I have to leave or else coyotes will attack me on my scooter. They get real bold when it's dark, but if you're looking for a daytime rematch, you are out of luck. Well... Let's watch the first ten minutes of the video and then you can go. Get the VCR out of the garage. Fine. Fuck. I haul this big brick of metal shit and hook it up to the TV. I find the VHS tape. I plug it in. The video quality sucks. The 70s did not look like this. Everything was clear and looked like now. I don't get videotapes, but whatever. I'm there reading the Torah at my own bar mitzvah. My mother and father are proud. At this point, I was 6'9 and ashamed of it. I remember ducking down a lot to look normal. I wasn't like the kids these days, playing 10 basketball games a weekend and flying all over the country. I wasn't even playing basketball. I was at home jacking my dick to anything that looked like boobs. A long-legged sexual deviant trying to understand his godlike body. My mother likes watching this. She likes seeing my dad, her friends, me even. I tell her I can keep the VCR out when I leave, but she says she'll just trip on it. Ten minutes on the dot, I shut it off and kiss my mother goodbye. I don't know if I would call it luck, but I'm getting some pretty nimble bird scooters on my trip back down the 15. I cut over to the 8 West to get to the sports arena. If I'm right, which I'm usually not, My game is still going on. With commercial breaks, we may still have a fourth quarter. I don't factor in the halftime performances because it's just the guy with the gun, and that normally goes pretty quickly. It's moments like these when I feel the sweat on my big mitts as I'm cranking the throttle on a bird scooter that tell me I still fucking love this game. I want that last quarter. I want to feel the wood under my feet as my dick swells up in my compression shorts. I want to hear the pumped-in audio of artificial fans cheering as I attempt my first six shots. I want to hurt someone on the other team in front of their family. Fuck. This game is good. I get off the eight and make it down Hancock Street to the sports arena. I shove past the protesters and barrel into the locker room. Throw on my jersey. Number 56. I wanted to be number 55, but the city lost their fucking minds over the whole Junior Seau thing. So, I wear 56 because I want to continue where he left off. When I say where he left off, people think I'm talking about his suicide, and I'm not. Unless that's good, then I am. I don't really get all this millennial PC culture I-want-to-kill-myself shit. Anyways, I'm suited up. I make my way out onto the court. I feel the hot lights on my back when I come through the tunnel. Jesus. If everyone could come to work this way, we wouldn't have so many poor people. The sound guy pumps the artificial applause up. Very thankful for that. I hear one of my teammates say, Aw, man. But I don't react. Inside? Wow. That was fucking crushing. My coach, Rudy Poop, comes up to me. His name's not Rudy Poop, but I don't have time to learn his name. I call him Rudy Poop because he's tiny and smells like he shit his pants. He's always soaking wet and shaking and tripping over stuff. He calls timeouts and uses the 60 seconds to eat a hot dog sideways. Gus! You, you, you can't keep doing this I I, I, I I, make a lineup and I have strategies and a practice and you you have to tell us where you go it's, it's unfair you do this to us Gus I grab him by the tie and tell him I'll go on the internet and find a family member of his to kill if he doesn't get the fuck out of my face but I'm like tickling him and shit while I'm saying all of this so it's not that bad okay he sits down I go over to the scores table and announce my presence. I wait for a free throw to get buzzed in. I yank someone out. Doesn't matter who. It's fucking go time. Harrison Barnes notices me. He smiles. Uh-oh. Looks like the Titans are gonna have one last battle. The fucking thought of him and I being on the same playing field, let alone being Titans, fries my fucking brain. I want my heart to stop beating. I say nothing to Harrison. While the guy on his team is setting up for his second free throw, I look over at Markel Fultz, who's staring longingly at the bench. I get Markel's attention. You passed no one but me, I mouth. I get it. People go to practice and learn plays, but this is easier. I didn't learn the plays. I don't need to know the plays. I'm Gus fucking Biblowitz. Give me the rock. He clanks his free throw off the back iron and I'm off. I don't give a fuck about boxing out. That's child shit. Any fuck with two legs and an ass can box out. I'm dragging my gout leg down the center of the court looking for an outlet pass. Some G League guy passes it to Markell. I can tell Markel wants to alley-oop it to me, but I don't have the time or the self-esteem to catch it on the fly and in the air. Just give me the ball, you broken fuck! I yell to him. He cries. My screams echo through the almost empty stadium. He bounces me the ball. I go in for a two-handed dunk. Not a lot of lift, but I don't need it. I hang on the breakaway rim for a bit so I can leap off and it makes a cool snapping sound. Makes it seem like you dunked it harder than you really did. The artificial crowd noise cheers. I head towards the stands under the rim to do my signature move. Humping the air and screaming, I fucked David Stern in a motel bathroom! I hear a whistle. Okay, here we go. Technical foul! 56! The ref makes my number with his fingers. Some players shy away from text, but I feel like I can't break a sweat until I break a conduct rule. But I gotta make a show, so I run up to the ref and make some faces like, What? Why me? Shit like that. I get up in the ref's face and he jumps back. Jesus, Gus, you smell like shit, he says. It's my gout foot. What did I do? You said you fucked the commissioner of basketball and we told you to stop saying that. One, that's my catchphrase. Two, David Stern is not the commissioner of the NBA anymore. He is in jail, so that is not a problem. Also, I'm allowed to say that I fuck people on the court. What, are we not being sex positive in 2019? You're not allowed to say that you fuck people on the court. You know that you're not allowed to say that you fuck people on the court. He stops. Hey, your face is bleeding. It's not blood, it's ketchup and brisket juice. I had Shabbat with my mother. You need to get your life together, Gus. I feel a sting. I never get used to refs telling me I needed to get my life together. I feel my anger juices flow to my brain. Lucky for me, I know a little bit about this asshole. Oh, I need to get my life together because I spent a Friday night with my mother, observing my religion? At least I can spend time with my mother because she didn't die on United 93. Gus, I told you to stop telling people that my mother died on United 93. She died of leukemia in 2001. Oh, so she didn't die a hero? Tough break. Bam, second whistle. He points me to the locker room. I'm a goner. I agree with the players today. The refs are so fucking sensitive about the game. Just let the players play. Rudy Poop is following me like a lapdog. Yelling at me and telling me I'm destroying the team and that he'll be homeless because he'll never be able to work again. I tell him that the showers at the Y are real great if it ever comes to him being homeless. I head back to the locker room. I make a quick detour to the visitor's locker room and rob everybody blind. It's kind of an unspoken rule about the NBA. If you get thrown out, you get dibs on everybody's shit in the visitor's locker room. But it's kind of like Halloween, take one only, please, policy. And like the take one only policy, I fucking ignore it. I got three tote bags worth of jewelry and cash. The only thing I left was Harrison Barnes' wallet, which I pooped in the middle of and closed like a little shit sandwich. There you go, legend. That's it. Episode three in the can. Uh, Tune in next week for episode four as we watch Gus Biblowitz uh, ascend, descend? Ascend or descend? I don't know. He's pretty tall, so it'd probably be descend, descend into the nightlife. The underground, the underbelly of that sweet, sweet San Diego. Uh, again, like us on Apple Podcasts. Got it right this time. Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, like us on Facebook, Keith James. You're gonna find you're gonna find some good stuff there. And uh, of course, the the hub, the mothership. Keith James writes. Com. All right. Well, have a good week, and uh, we'll see you on the next week. It's a good ending to a podcast. That's how you close it out. Take care. Let the Lord find you where you are. I've never said that before, but I feel good about it. Feel real good. All right. I'm done. <laughs> so take care. Bye. Bye bye bye. Bye. Goodbye. This is the end. Goodbye.